back to the David Glenn Show. I just put out a mid-season All-ACC team. First team players, five guys. Second team, five more. Third team, five more. ACC mid-season player of the year was Zion Williamson, the freshman at Duke. My ACC mid-season coach of the year, as I posted at accsports.com, and also as a new contributor to theathletic.com and The Athletic Carolina. I think they're going to force me to cover even more games now that I'm contributing to theathletic.com. My mid-season coach of the year was our next guest. Tomorrow night, his Wolfpack, which today, by the way, is ranked number 15 nationally in the Associated Press poll. That pack gets the host, the hated rival Tar Heels, tomorrow night at PNC Arena. Kevin Keats, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. How are you? I'm doing well, DG. How are you this morning? I'm doing really well. Hey, when I was a kid, we used to actually sing a song. Uh, I scream. You, I'm not a very good singer, but it kind of went, I scream, you scream, we all scream for ice cream. Do young men on your basketball squad sing that? Because I know you guys get ice cream for big victories. Well, you know what? I don't know that they sing it, but... Um... Anytime there's a great road win, I mean, everybody loves DG, loves ice cream. So we go all for it. And um, you're right, man. You're not a great singer at all. <laughs> you got to stop that. Now, where do we set the bar? Some coaches tell us that every ACC road win classifies as a great win. I mean, you guys beat Miami down in Coral Gables last Thursday. Did that qualify? Well, absolutely. I yeah. mean, you know, this league, is, and I've said it all along, this is the best league in college basketball and any time that you can go on the road and I don't just think I speak for myself I think I speak for most coaches in the ACC um, those things are golden so any opportunity to have a chance to win in this league let alone but especially on the road um, you know, that's an exciting win for any program in year two, you already know how the fans react when you beat the hated Tar Heels. You did that in Chapel Hill last year. You already know how the fans react when you lose to the Tar Heels. That happened in Raleigh last year. So help us understand what it's like to be NC State's basketball coach. Is it most important that you're 13-1 and for the first time since 1974? Is it most important that you're number 15 in the polls? Or is it most important that you beat the Tar Heels tomorrow night? Well, that's a great question. That, that depends on who you're talking to. Yeah. Um, no, you know what? It's a, it's, a, it's a great honor to be the coach at NC State. Um, you know, I'm excited, uh, DG, where we at. Um, you know, if you told me at the beginning of the year right now, we'd be sitting at 13-1 and and a great win against the top-10 program in Auburn. And uh, today, as you said, ranked 15 in the country, I would have taken it right away. Um, but our, our guys, we're excited about it. Um, it's been a great opportunity for a bunch of these guys who, for a lot of the guys on my roster, has been a second opportunity to play. And um, we've, got a, we've got a heck of a basketball team coming in tomorrow who's really good. Um, and I know our guys are excited about the opportunity once again. National TV tomorrow night, the number 15 Wolfpack taking on the also nationally ranked Tar Heels. It's a 9 o'clock game, ESPN. My midseason ACC Coach of the Year, Kevin Keats, is joining us on the David Glenn Show. You do not seem to be wired in a way that hatred drives you at all. But you know for some fans, Coach, hatred of the Tar Heels is real. What, what is your message to your own fan base just about the nature of this rivalry as, as you split against Carolina last year? Well, DJ, you know this. Hate is such a strong word, so I don't know if it's so much hatred. Um, 
that's a tough word to, to, to live by. But I, I understand our fan base. Um, you know, anytime you've got, you know, good programs that are near each other and, you know, a lot of times um, the fan bases get a chance to see each other and, you know, bragging rights are all on the line a lot. Um, I certainly understand it. Um, you know, I've said this before. You know, I, I don't want this program to try to be compared to uh, any other program, any ACC or in the country. I just want our fans to understand that we're NC State and we got to be the best version of ourselves. So I'm excited about it. I know they are. Um, I think it'll be a tremendous atmosphere at PNC tomorrow. And, um, you know, I'm happy that, um, you know, we put our team in a situation where it can be a, a great atmosphere because of the way we're playing right now. When we look at your 13-1, and one, and some of us are old enough, I was only a little kid, for the record, when the Wolfpack started 13-1 uh, back in 1974. Would your current guys have been around long enough to understand, you know, that David Thompson from that team is one of the greatest in, in basketball history? Or, you know, Tommy Burleson, I know, still comes to games. He's kind of unmistakable as a seven-foot-plus guy. Uh, or Monty Tal, you know, the legendary point guard. Would, would your 2019 Wolfpack have at least some bits and pieces uh, of knowledge about the team whose 13-1 and one start they have matched this year? Well, I, I think you said it best. Um, those guys were legendary players. Um, I mean, when you talk about you know, David Thompson, you know, everybody will tell you how great he was. And, um, you know, Tommy and Monty and, you know, the guys who have come before. So uh, do our guys know them personally? I would say no. But um, as far as the coach at NC State, I've talked about those guys. I've talked about, you know, the importance of alumni and, uh, we're excited. Hopefully, we'll get a couple of those guys in PNC tomorrow to be able to cheer us on against uh, UNC. But um, you know, it's just it's honored. Um, you know, we shouldn't. Uh, this current team shouldn't be even to be discussed in the same breath as yeah. those guys. Um, um, it's not about that. It's, it's the fact that we got off to a great start. But what those guys uh, done for the program is incredible, and it will ever forever be remembered. We, of course, all remember that the 13-1 and start of 1974 did lead to that NCAA championship. How do you shape this team's goals? Because, as you said, you know, they shouldn't be looked at in the same light of the 1974 Wolfpack. But, you know, you, along with Duke and UVA and Carolina, Virginia Tech, Florida State, I mean, you are one of the six ACC teams that has clearly started in a way that's better than everybody else. So, so how do you shape your goals? for the the rest of the regular season and the postseason? Well, I don't think our goals change. Um, you know, I think if you ask any kid in our locker room, you know, what's their, uh, you know, goal in basketball for this season, number one, I, I think on a team basis, they obviously want to have the opportunity to win the ACC uh, regular season and, and tournament championship and then, you know, go on to compete in the NCAA and, and have a chance to put yourself in a situation where you win a national championship and you know the only way you can do it is game by game you know literally you know we haven't um and i try to keep these guys as focused as i can we haven't looked past the next opponent and um we put ourselves in a good situation and our next opponent happens to be uh unc tomorrow 
Virginia Tech and Florida State and Carolina kind of fit that description of having a lot of guys back, right? They know their coach. They know each other. They've been around for a while. Carolina has, you know, three starters just in the senior class. You've only been in Raleigh for two years. Eight of your ten guys started their college careers at a different university, and seven of the ten that you've been playing uh, are – new to your active roster. How, how have you microwaved a basketball team as, as you are in this upper echelon right now? Well, it's funny because our fan base, they just learned the, the names of all of our guys. It took them a while. It took them 14, <laughs> 14 games in. But, you know, it's, uh, I, I kind of took the, my old Hargrave um, experience and, you know, be able to put together a roster. I've said it before when I was at Hargrave for 12 years, you know, we would have, you know, 10 different guys or 12 different guys on the roster every year because, you know, the guys previous to them would go on to Division One scholarships. And so uh, if there's anybody qualified to take a bunch of new guys, I would say myself because I'm used to doing that. And uh, give, the, give our guys credit, the ones in the program, um, they've done a, a lot quicker turn than I ever would have imagined. Um, you know, the biggest thing you run into when you got so many new guys and don't have any veterans that, you know, so many veterans that chemistry and thus far um, we passed that test and we still have a long ways to go, but I like where we're at right now with it. Wolfpack coach Kevin Keats joining us on the David Glenn Show. You can follow Coach on Twitter at Coach Keats NCSU. Remember, he was part of a national champion at Louisville under Rick Pitino. Three very successful years with the UNC Wilmington Seahawks before taking the job last season at NC State. They made the NCAA tournament last year and have followed it up with a really good start here in year number two. You mentioned Hargrave Military Academy. There's a guy who at that same institution on the football side just learned today, or anyway it was announced today, Torrey Holt, Wolfpack legendary wide receiver, uh, is being inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame. That news just came out this morning. Uh, Have you gotten to know that Wolfpack legend in a different sport? Because I know he supports your team. He's, He's a very active business person here in the triangle part of North Carolina. Yeah, you know, I've known uh, Tory for many, many years and remember back in the day when he was a star at Hargrave and really scratching the surface. And, um, man, that just shows you a lot about him and where he started at and the sacrifices that he had to make as a young man. And, you know, I, I wish some of our kids would go through some of the same things that he did. Uh, you think about his start, you know, going to Hargrave and waking up at 6 a.m. in the morning and going to bed at 10 o'clock, no cell phones, and um, it's really helped him uh, build a great foundation and made him humble. And um, I don't know if there's anybody more deserving to be you know, in the College Football Hall of Fame than Torrey, and um, I'm happy, and um, we congratulate him for that. You have told us that one of your themes as the Wolfpack's basketball coach is you better play your tail off on the defensive end of the floor or I'm going to give your minutes to somebody else. When I filled out a midseason All-ACC senior forward Torin Dorn as a really consistent kind of guy night in and night out, both ends of the floor. But I also thought about your junior point guard, Mel- Markel Johnson, who offensively sometimes look like, looks like one of the most talented players in the entire league. But I get the sense that he doesn't always do the other things that you want him to do. What, what can you share about uh, those two key players for you as you host the Tar Heels tomorrow night? Well, when you're the starting point guard or you're the quarterback on the football team, there comes a 
certain responsibility. Yeah. And, you know, with Markel Johnson, um, you know, he's a junior. He's a guy who's played in the ACC the most minutes, you know, had a, started some games as a freshman. And, um, you know, I, I hold him accountable for a lot of the things or, you know, I praise him when we do well and when we don't, I hold him accountable for a lot of the stuff. And that's been a maturity thing uh, for him to learn how hard I want him to compete every day, um, you know, in practice and then in a game setting. And he's matured in so many areas, and um, I'm happy for his success. You know, um, he's already garnered uh, player, player of the week one time in the ACC. He's only going to get better. But uh, he has to be an extension of what I'm looking for on the court and especially on the defensive end. And uh, I'd go to say the same thing with Torin Dorn. Um, you know, both of those guys, I've asked them to take some ownership in this team because they've been in the program longer than – even myself, and um, you know, I you know, with today's kid, DG, it's hard to find um, leaders. Um, you got to kind of push it on them and create them. And you know, those are two guys that I think can lead our team both by example and then um, you know, just communicating with our players. Last thing for Kevin Keats of NC State tomorrow night: Tar Heels at Wolfpack, nine o'clock ESPN. Can you take anything away from last year's two games? 95-91, you win in overtime. And then 96-89, you lose back in Raleigh in the rematch. I mean, for spectators and media, we're just entertained, Coach. I mean, these are two of the higher-tempo teams of the whole country. I think you guys are both in the top dozen or so out of 353 Division I teams. Uh, so the fun factor is going to be high tomorrow night no matter what happens. But what else can you take from uh, those two t games last year, even with uh, obviously some of the person changing from last year well I would tell you you probably can't take anything from last year I'm, I'm sure Roy would say the same thing and I, I I said this to my guys is I don't think either one of us were committed last year on the defensive end uh, there was uh probably two of the high scoring games that yep. we played in conference um when you look at both teams um actually um I think they're fifth in the country in scoring and we're sixth in the country in scoring um and so you know what that means, DG, at the game. The game will be 40 to 40 uh, with three minutes to go because where everybody's expecting it to be a high-scoring game. Ain't going to happen, Coach. You you have forgotten more about basketball than I will ever know, but that ain't going to happen. Kevin Keats, <laughs> Kevin Keats is joining us. He's at Coach Keats NCSU. You are my midseason ACC Coach of the Year. That does not come with a plaque or a trophy or anything, but I did want to congratulate you on that 13-1 start uh, and let you know that really the nation is – taking notice of what you guys have been doing these last two years well you know that's an honor to be any uh any time of the year to be your coach of the year but i will say this i am still waiting on my plaque from when i was at unc wilmington i'm just telling you that i know it's terrible it's one of the great flaws of my character i need to tie up that loose end i owe dave claus and wake forest football coach a plaque and I owe you a plaque. I think it's because I like you guys both so much that I know you two will give me the benefit of the doubt if it takes me a little longer to get it to you. Well, I've been I've been holding this little section in my office for that plaque for uh, a year now, and and I would hope that I can get it one day. All right, I will I will not interrupt tomorrow night as you take on the Tar Heels, but at some point I will fill that trophy case. Kevin Keats, thank you as always for dropping by the David Glenn Show. Yeah, thanks for having me, David. You got it. Kevin Keats on Twitter at Coach Keats NCSU.